Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Thanks, Isaac. Now, because we rehearsed this so well, I know at the You, Silas, you first. Yeah. Hannah, you can bear. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married with him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. So off they hurried and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you for reading that. Guys, that's exciting, isn't it? Good news of great joy about a baby uh, who was born. We're going to have to find out what's going on with this door. Great. Good morning, everyone. I would love it if any of the kids who wanted a really good view would come and join me at the front here. Do you want to come out and find a seat? I just need a little bit of space to walk around, but come and take a seat here. Great. Great. All right. Well, give you another moment or two. Brilliant. Keep coming. While they're sitting down, I wanted to ask whether any of you collected the Lego cards a couple of months ago. A few hands going up. Sainsbury's shoppers, well done. 
Tesco shoppers may not know anything about this. That's their loss, isn't it? Well, in my family, we did this, and we had a great time. I have to admit, I got very caught up in doing this. I used to enjoy going to Sainsbury's and spending as much as I possibly could, because you'd get a pack of cards for every 10 pounds you spent. And I'd bring home a handful of cards, and I'd have to wait for my kids to come home from school to open them. They'd rip them open, throw the wrappers all over the floor. I didn't really like that bit. And then we'd see which cards we didn't already have, and we'd put them in their little pockets in the book. Great fun, isn't it? But you know what? I think it was for a couple of weeks towards the end that we only had two cards we still needed. Was it like that for you? These are the two that we needed, Emerald Express and Drone Explorer. Do you remember them? I wonder if they were your last ones as well. But day after day, we'd open the packs, and still they wouldn't be there. I'd go back to Sainsbury's, try and think of more things to buy. <laughs> and on the very last day of the promotion, you'll never guess, I brought home eight packs, and they were both in there. Fantastic. There was a moment of great excitement in my house. But do you know, then something funny happened. My kids just chucked it on the floor. I forgot all about it. They went straight back to their books, their phones, maybe. And the Lego card book just slipped quietly under the sofa. And I wonder if actually we can all be a bit like that sometimes, can't we? Adults included. We get excited about something, but then something else comes along, and we quickly forget about the first thing, don't we? And that's not so important when it comes to just Lego cards, but what if the thing that was initially getting our attention was really important? Well... Now, a few weeks later, my wife was in tidying up mode. It's not really a mode I have. So she was going around the living room, dealing with all those piles that no one had touched, and she retrieved the book from under the sofa, and she said, does anyone want this? And do you know what? Both of my kids said, no, and went back to what they were doing. I couldn't believe it. All those weeks of anticipation, all those shiny packets of colourful cards, all of that fun and excitement, and they were no longer interested. Well, of course, then she said, what shall I do with it? And I knew what was coming. I could not bear to see this just thrown in the bin. We hadn't even read it. So I had to step in, 43-year-old man, Rescuing Lego cards, well, make that what you will. But I put it with all my books, yet to read, theological, classic novels, there it was. And a few weeks later, I picked it up and started to read. And it was actually very interesting. I don't know if you've read yours. All about inventors and discoveries since the human race began. And I came to one page uh, that caught my interest, it was called Thinkers and Athletes. Not two things you'd normally put together, but the Lego people had. And there was this little excerpt. 
called, titled Philosophy, and it says, Who are we? And why are we here? The Greeks were among the first to consider questions like these. In doing so, they invented what we call philosophy. One of the most important and most popular philosophers was Aristotle. Who are we and why are we here? They're good questions, aren't they? What happens when we die? Is there a God? Lots of big questions we can ask, aren't there? But it got me thinking, what is the most important question we could ask? What is the most important question we would like an answer to? Well, it was funny, I was just thinking about this. And a week ago, on Saturday, my kids and I watched an episode of Brian Cox's The Wonders of the Solar System. I wonder if any of you have watched that. And in the very last episode, he said, possibly the most important question we can ask is, is there life on other planets? Wow. I don't like to disagree with Brian Cox, but it occurs to me that actually, whether there's life on other planets or not, will make almost no difference whatsoever to how I live my life each day. I think there's another much more important question. If we knew the answer to it, it would change everything about what we do. Shall I tell you what I think that question is? I think the most important question is this. What is God like? Should we have it up on the screen? What is God like? That is the question I'd like us to think about this morning. You see, if we knew what God was like, well, we wouldn't have to spend all our time wondering where we came from and what the purpose of our life was. We could just get on doing the things that we know would please him. And if we knew what God was like, well, that would probably answer a lot of our other questions as well. About how we should spend our time, even about whether when we die, we're likely to live forever or not. Whether he's the kind of God who might punish us or forgive us. So that is the big question I want us to think about. What is God like? Now, what better way to answer that question, I thought, than to actually ask Aristotle himself and his friends? Wouldn't that be good? We could ask them what they think God's like and maybe see who has the best answer. Should we do that? Shall we invite Aristotle to come and join us up here? Aristotle, please come and take your place on the stage. Wow, it's a real honour to have you here with us, the man himself. Thank you. Aristotle, we just have one basic question for you. What do you think God is like? Ah, oh, God, the great, the great unmoved mover. What? Uh, what does that mean? Well, it, it, it means everything in the universe goes back to God. Uh, there, there must be a, an immortal unchanging being who's responsible for all the beauty and order in the universe. Great. Okay. But th that means if, if God's perfect, 
he can't know about us being imperfect. So he must not know about our world and not really care about it at all. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. That gives us something to think about. Do um, take a seat. Well, I wonder what you made of that. Should we try someone else? Let's try someone who came a little bit before Aristotle and see if he can help us. A chap called Xenophanes. Xenophanes, please come and join us. Thank you so much for giving us your time today. We just wanted to ask you what God is like. Well, I don't think God is like humans, for a start. Okay. I would say he's eternal and absolute in power. Sounds good. Anything else? His constitution is pure mind and thought, utterly unlike humans. Mm. I think of him as spherical, like the earth, all eyes and ears, but no breath. Okay, interesting. Thank you. And do take a seat. Spherical? Interesting. Wow. Should we try one more? Let's get, let's get Epicurus up. Let's see what this man has to say to us. Epicurus, please come and join us. Oh, my. <laughs> Dramatic entry, brilliant, true to character. Uh, Epicurus, please, would you tell us, what is God like? God? What makes you think there's a God? All we can be sure, sure of is the physical existence of the world, which I believe, I believe it's made of tiny, weeny, weeny atoms. Mm, sounds interesting. But you don't really believe in God, then? Well, if there are gods, I think that they're made, of, they're made of atoms too, like everything else. Right. And what's more, if the physical world really is all that exists, that we don't have souls, that there's no afterlife, then why don't we just enjoy life now as it is, you know? Eat as much as you want, drink as much as you like. Oh, is that an apple? I love apples. Help yourself. Do, do just take a seat there. Whew, well... What did you think of that? Some interesting ideas there about God and what he's like. But you know, something occurs to me. All of them are really just thinking about their own ideas about what God's like. I think this, I think that. They can't be sure about anything, can they? Because they've never met God. And in fact, the Bible says something just like that. Let's have it up on the screen, our verse for today. Can we have our verse? Yep. There's a verse in the Bible that actually says this. No one has ever seen God. So how are we to know what he's like? It's a bit like God is in the next door room, and we are in here, represented by the philosophers, who are discussing, debating, thinking about what God might be like from the world around them. But really, they don't know, do they? But, and here's a big but, what if God himself came through that door and showed himself to them?
Wow, what do you think about that? Should we stop the action there? Did that make you think of anything? A baby making an appearance on the world stage. Did it make you think of anything that might be happening at this time of year? Anything we might be celebrating right about now? Anyone? A baby? Appearing in the world. Oh, I think someone said something here. Baby Jesus. Well done. Exactly right. We're celebrating that day, 2,000 years ago, when God himself came to earth as a baby to show us what he was like. Brilliant. But did you see the problem? Oh, sorry, before we talk about the problem, I wanted to show us the rest of the verse. Because the verse goes on to say, though no one has seen God, the one and only Son, that's Jesus, who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. No one has ever seen God, but the Son has made him known. When Jesus came to earth as a baby, he enables us to see what God was like. If our philosophers watched Jesus growing up and living amongst human beings, they quickly see that God in Jesus was kind and loving, that he was compassionate and holy, that he got angry at sin and hypocrisy, but that he was forgiving and even self-sacrificing. But there's a problem, isn't there? Can you see that our philosophers are not paying Jesus any attention really whatsoever, are they? They haven't got it. That this baby is here to show us what God is like. So I wonder if there's anything we can do to help them realize that something important has happened. I wonder if there's something we can do to help. And what I thought we could think about is the Christmas story that you already know in the Bible. We had some of it read to us, didn't we, earlier? And we've been singing about it in the choruses. They had a lot of good clues. What were some of the things God did when Jesus came to help make sure people didn't miss what he was doing in sending Jesus? What are some of the things God did to help make sure we didn't miss what he was doing? Can you think of anything God did? Any ideas? What were things that God did? Hello, someone coming up. Can you say that again in a loud voice? Unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. Wow, that's curious, isn't it? Did our philosophers hear that? If they'd been paying attention, they would have heard someone that God sent long before Jesus came to help make sure they didn't miss what God was doing. Brilliant. What else did God do to help make sure people didn't miss it? Think about the Christmas story, things that we've been singing about. 
What made sure it got written about in our Bibles and we didn't all miss the event? A star in the sky? Yeah, God arranged, amazingly, a star to help point out what he was doing. So wouldn't it be good if we could get hold of a star that our philosophers would see to help them realize what was happening on, happening? Where? Oh my goodness, look at that, a star. Did they notice? I hope they did. Hmm. What else might help the philosophers? Can you think of anything else God did on the night Jesus was born to help everyone know that something special was happening? What else? Did God send anyone else to the baby? Brilliant angels. God sent a whole troop of angels to fill the sky to announce what he was doing because he didn't want anyone to miss it. So wouldn't it be good if we had some angels who could announce to our philosophers what was going on? Where could we... Oh, wow, look at this. Three radiant angels. Come on up. I've got something for you to do to help our philosophers. Can I give you a cracker each? And what I'd like you to do is go and stand each of you with one of the philosophers, pull the crackers with them, but just before you pull them, can you say in a loud voice, today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. And then go and stand at the back. Okay, one, two, three. Well, did that get their attention? A little bit, but now they're just distracted by the crackers, aren't they? Hmm, what else could we try? Who did the angels appear to in the Bible story? Who did the angels appear to that first night? Anyone? The shepherds, brilliant. God arranged for the angels to announce to the shepherds So the shepherds would go and find the baby and then tell everyone in Bethlehem what they'd seen. So no one would miss what God was doing. So wouldn't it be great if we could get hold of some shepherds to go and tell the philosophers what was going on? I wonder if we've got some shepherds. As it happens, we do. Look at this. Thank you, shepherds, for coming. I have a little job for you. Could you go and visit the baby Jesus and get all excited? Maybe then you could tell the philosophers, wow, look, there's a baby here. And then, could you, just for good measure, write some graffiti on the wall so that anyone passing will see? Could you write, God is here? You can write God. You can write is. And you can write here, if you can manage that. Thank you. Go for it. Of course, you all know that you shouldn't do this at home without permission. This is just for our special event today.
if you want to go and take position behind baby Jesus, that would be great. Good job, well done. Well, that got their attention for a bit, didn't it? But still, they're not necessarily paying a lot of attention. What else did God send to Jesus? Can you think of another thing? Three kings. What better way to draw some attention to the event than to send three kings, wise men, dressed up in their finery, to come and worship the baby Jesus? So I wonder, how could we get hold of three kings? Any ideas? Are there three kings in the room? Yeah. Are there three kings in the room? Do you want to come up here? Now, what have I got for you to do? Can you get past the box? How about you three start by asking the philosophers, where is the one born to be king of the Jews? Could you say that in a loud voice? And then take your presence to baby Jesus. Okay. Brilliant. Go, go and take it. Go and stand behind. Can you go and stand behind? Well, that didn't quite work, did it? I think the, they thought the presents were for them. Well, I think that's everything that we could possibly have done to help the philosophers see what God was doing. Wow. Should we give our actors a big hand? They've done a fantastic job. I'm going to give these to Mary and baby Jesus. Thank you so much. Do go and all have a seat. You've all done so, so well. Brilliant. Thank you. So, after all of that, what happened with our philosophers? Did any of them get it? Did any of them get it? What do you think? No. They weren't doing a very good job, were they? Did you see one who may have been? There was one who seemed to be realizing. I won't ask what his name was, because I've forgotten. Oh, Epicurus. He was the one who was starting to see that something special was going on. Did you catch that? But the other two, it really wasn't getting through, was it? And they just got up and left. And what I want to ask you as we finish today is which of those philosophers are you going to be like this Christmas? Which of those philosophers are you going to be like this Christmas? Are you going to want to get to know more about this baby Jesus who shows us what God's like? Or are you going to be like the two who lost interest and got distracted by the next interesting thing? Which of them are you going to be like this Christmas? Because there's a danger for all of us, isn't there? That something gets our attention. Christmas is an exciting time. We love the presents and the food and family coming around. We think it's amazing that God sent his son, 
But still, we quickly forget, don't we? And like with the Lego book, it just gets cast to one side and other things take our attention. But please, don't be like that with Jesus this Christmas because he is the one who will show us what God is like. The thing I want you all to take away today is this. If you want to know God, get to know Jesus. If you want to know God, get to know Jesus. Because Jesus is the only one who can show you what God is really like. So I would encourage you and invite you this year, once Christmas is over, to commit yourself to finding out more about Jesus. God has given us a book, much better than the Lego card book, that we can read to find out all about Jesus' life and what he was like. So keep reading your Bibles and keep coming to church because here at church we have people who know Jesus much better than us who can tell us week by week what he is like and therefore what God is like. So, as we finish... If you want to know God, get to know Jesus. Thank you. Do go and take your seats again.